Speeding and the sound is speeding. Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week of Drew, the Monday edition for Monday, January fucking second Tuesday. Fuck you on today's episode. I hope you had a very Merry Christmas and a very, very, very Happy New Year. Shit, it's the motherfucker HO. Big girl on the New Year's flow. It's a four year motherfucker anniversary show. So we're gonna do it like this, you know, you know. Big Drew got the back pocket, and in the locket, I got a fucking cock socket. Okay, hi, welcome to another episode of This Week of Drew, the Monday edition for Monday, fucking Tuesday, January 2nd, 2024. <gasps> 24, and I'm wanting more. Yeah, it's the fucking, I realized actually, yeah, today I started this on January 2019. In the fucking basement in Parkdale. And so now it's been four years of pretty much every week, you know, give or take a fucking couple, couple here or there, fucking holiday schnoozers. But for the most part, we're at like fucking 200 and 300 plus episodes uh, for no reason. For, for seemingly no reason. So uh, here we are. We're back. We're back. I, you know, we took a little fuck Christmas break. Of course, uh, you know, I was sick of hearing. I'm sure you were. I wanted to give you a break, you know, from hearing. Listen to me talk about just fucking, you know, hearing my voice. So anyways, <laughs> we're back. And uh, I, I had a nice Christmas. I hope you had a nice Christmas. My family is at the point where there's no children in our family. So it's just six adults just fucking hanging out. Just just fucking hanging out, man, which was great uh, because this year, because due to the small nature of the family, instead of doing a whole giant fucking turkey operation, there was only going to be four of us at Christmas Day because my sister-in-law and her boyfriend uh, were going to his family's house on Christmas Day. So we just had Christmas Eve, six people, Christmas Day, four people. So, uh, you know, you don't got to make a whole giant turkey, do the whole fucking operation for four people. So my mother-in-law... Uh, <laughs> my mother-in-law, uh, oh, my mother-in-law, uh, she was like, uh, do you, she's like, should we do a prime rib? And if, if we do, would you want to cook it? And I was like, whoa, like I literally teared up. I was like, that's some fucking serious, you know, cooking Christmas day dinner, especially a prime rib. You know, that's a serious operation. That's a serious uh, you know, I take I don't take that fucking shit lightly. But luckily, I have cooked a fuck ton of prime ribs. Probably, you know, more, not more than the average person. Well, maybe more than I probably actually, yeah, way more than the average person. <laughs> well, because I got remember when I was into Master Chef, yo, fuck, that was such a gnarly time in my life. I can't believe I fucking. I don't even know why I was trying to do that. Cause everyone's like, what's your food dream? And I'm like, I'm like, I'm just here to be on TV. <laughs> I'm a relatively decent home cook and I would like the op- this opportunity to be on television. And everyone else is like, my father dying of cancer whispered uh, this muffin recipe into my ear as he lay there. His last breath was, and a tablespoon of shortening. And and they're like, wow. All the producers are crying. And they're like, what is your motivation to be on MasterChef Canada season seven? And I'm like, uh... (laughs) 
<laughs> but by this point, I had already done enough fucking reality TV show fucking, uh, uh, you know, entries. I had already <laughs> applied to like, I've literally applied to every single reality show in Canada other than Big Brother. Um, so they're like, why? And then I was like, oh, uh, you know, I'm where uh, like they asked me a question. I had this towel over my shoulder and they're like, they're like, oh, what's with the towel over your shoulder? I'm like, oh, I'm wearing it, uh, you know, for my dad. And then the, I think it's because it said for my dad instead of like because of my dad that there was like I got this look of some lady was like, oh, and then I was like, oh, no, like he's like he's alive. But it's just like he would always do this. And then he taught me like why. And so I just do it because that's just how it was in my family. And they're like, oh. Okay, like your dad's still alive? It's like, yeah, he's fine, actually. And they're like, okay, like no terminal illness or anything? I'm like, nope. And they're like, hmm, okay. <laughs> You're like, what, you don't like my soup? They're like, no, the soup's fine. It's just like, nobody. No, you are you overcome? Are you part, like, do you have any, do you have any struggles outside of this? Do you, no? I'm like, I don't know, not really. I'm poor. And they're like, okay, well, that's kind of your fault. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, then whatever. Do you like the soup or no? And they're like, we said the soup's fine. Fucking <laughs> okay, Master Chef. <laughs> so anyways, the reason why I'm talking about this is because I had to cook fucking prime rib on Christmas Day. So it did the old reverse sear. Mark Anthony also was cooking a prime rib. And uh, uh, Braden Lynch also cooking a prime rib. The comedian fucking boys are out here cooking prime ribs and shit. So, uh, so I cooked this fucking prime rib. I reverse seared it and it went out greatly. It went out perfectly. I should say it tasted great. But that day I was like an ultimate cooking operation. Cause I, in the morning in my family, there's this tradition again for my father, <laughs> my father who's just chilling in Edmonton right now. Uh, <laughs> but we always had eggs Benedict Christmas morning. And that was something I always look forward to. Like there's this story of me, like when I was in kindergarten, everyone was going around saying their favorite foods. And I said, holiday sauce, meaning like hollandaise sauce from like eggs Benedict. And I just loved it. And uh, so I have this tradition. So I always cook eggs Benny for Courtney's family in the morning on Christmas day. But then now I'm cooking the prime rib in the night. So it's like, yo, I'm Mr. Fucking culinary guy. Mr. Fucking smell it. Gordon Gordon Ramsay has a new fucking season of Kitchen Confidential on right now. That show is so funny because they just like the casting for that show would be super fun because you have to just go and find the most arrogant, dumbass fucking restaurant owners. And like he always goes into their walk in freezers and like without fail, like not not a single one of these restaurants has like a walk in freezer or walk in cooler that's like in is properly maintained. And there's always like just this like like long forgotten fucking box of chicken and he's like it's rotten it's rotten smell it and then <laughs> he makes the like he's like no you fuck it smell it like he just makes them like you, like he makes them because <laughs> it's like you want to fucking live like this buddy like this is how you live like smell it and then they cut <laughs> and then they cut it out and they put it in the fucking intro of the show so now every time it comes around, I always try to time it. It's the intro's like dun 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 dun, dun. smell it. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, <laughs> the point of this fucking story is I had a good Christmas. I'm the Christmas fucking chef guy. I'm cooking up a shitstorm, and I cooked a nice. It was a little too rare, honestly. For like, for me, it was fine. 
But when you're serving it to a bunch of people, you kind of want a prime rib. You want it to be just a, a shot, a sh- a sh- you know, a fart under medium. And my shit was just a fart over rare. It was just like, it was like barely medium. Like it was barely medium rare, I should say. My shit was like barely medium rare. Like it was medium rare, but like not really. But like it was. But like not really. But that's how I like it. But it's prime rib, so you want a little bit more. I thought it would carry over more. I pulled it out a buck twenty, and it only carried over to one twenty eight. And then I did the sear. I thought the sear would cook through, but it was a four boner. Anyways, anyways, I had a good Christmas. So hope you had a good Christmas. Then we just chilled and did some spots at the Corner Comedy Club, as I am so often known to do. Had a good time there, and uh, had a good time. And Courtney for Christmas, she got me a. Uh, tickets to a musical, The Six, which I was, I'm on the Mervish, the Ed Mervish Theater. I'm on the theater subscription list. I'm a fucking, I'm actually like a really classy guy and I'm on the mailing list for the theater and I get updates and I'm on the fucking, I have the fucking presale code because I'm fucking cultured and shit okay like i go to the theater so <laughs> anyways i was getting i knew i was getting these <clears throat> advertisements for a six and they're like oh yeah it's six it's about the it's about the six wives of henry the eighth or whatever and i thought it was gonna be some like faux shakespearean thing and there was i didn't get that it was a musical like if, if i would i i thought it was gonna be like some straight play like some comedy like oh like anne boleyn is a fucking like some kind of faux Shakespearean language or whatever the fuck. And like maybe one of those, like, cause there's those, there's, that's also itself a brand of plays like Shakespeare, meta Shakespeare. Like there's like fucking all those like plays about Shakespeare and all that stuff. And like plays based on like, what if it like, you know, you know, fucking Hamlet from the other guy's view or whatever the fuck, like, <laughs> What if we did fucking, you know, Romeo and Juliet from fucking Rosencrantz's and Guildenstern? I think they did that one, actually. (laughs) I think there actually is a play called Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Let me just double check. And Guildenstern are dead. Yeah, it's a play by William. (laughs) There we go. They're in Hamlet. Obviously, and then they're friends of Hamlet. Yeah, exactly. So now we got Rosencrantz and Guildenstern's was a play. Are dead. There you go. So there you go. That in itself is a fucking genre of play. So that's why I thought it was. But it was not. It was about the historical. It's a British play. So it was like about the historical fucking, you know, the actual historical records of fucking King Henry VIII of like a real being a real guy. And, and I don't know why I thought it was going to be some kind of Shakespeare thing. But anyways, fucking, it was dope as fuck. I started, I started weeping. There's this, <laughs> there's this character. So all this, the six wives of Henry VIII, they kind of modeled them after each like different pop stars, kind of like, you know, there's like the, the fucking Britney Spears one and the fucking, you know, Ariana Grande one and the Adele one. And then the, the Adele one, they give her her song, Jane Seymour. And it's like, <sighs> The actress that they had doing this, apparently she was from the American Touring Company. She launched, she launched the U.S. National Tour, so she wasn't on the original Broadway company. But when you launch the U.S. National Tour, that means you're like the, the one that's like, 
the main one is like a super famous, like, you know, that you get to that upper echelon, but like you to launch the national touring company, it's like, you are the best version of this character that we have available. Cause we're taking this show on the fucking road now. So we got her. And then she, and the, the I don't know. She just, I was just weeping by the end of it. And like, I just, I just love musical theater. <laughs> like, I just love it. Like, it's just, it, I, to, to me, I feel like it's like the apex fucking entertainment form because it's choreographed dancing, it's singing, it's acting and it's, and it's music and it's all performed live. Like, how could it, it's apex, that is, there's no more other form of entertainment available. Right? <laughs> Singing, acting, dancing. And then that's what all entertainment is. It's just some kind of form of singing, acting, and dancing. Wrestling is just acting and dancing. Fucking music is acting and music. <clears throat> acting is acting and dancing and singing, maybe. Bro. Fuck yeah. Musical theater is the apex form of entertainment. <laughs> I know now. I'm going to hear something from Nick about that one. <laughs> uh, speaking of hearing from Nick, so the fucking... Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Let me finish. I didn't even do the intro. I was talking about fucking all this shit. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, I don't even need to do this. How was my motherfucking couple 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 weeks Ooh, that was nice a little bend there um yeah, so fucking, and then whatever, time fast forwards. Now it's New Year's Eve. Hope you had a good New Year's too. I had a gig in Vaughn at Joker's Comedy Club. Now this place is, these guys put a lot of fucking money in this place. Big giant sign out front, big showroom. Everything's big, big giant bar. They got a lot of staff, uh, big showroom, big stage, big production. They do uh, magic there as well too. So it's a very reminiscent of a Vegas style showroom than it is more of a traditional like North American comedy club. It's definitely like a Vegas style showroom, which can be hard places for comedy, <clears throat> honestly, because there's a big gap between the audience. It's a big giant showroom. There's a lot of room for the laughter to die. Now, that being said, I had a good time. Uh, there was a, this woman hosting Angela. Uh, I can't remember her last name, Thurston or something. She was funny. And, uh, and I got on stage and yeah, th this is the thing with the restaurant is that they were doing a fucking fixed menu and they just got slammed. I don't know. They, ha they didn't, uh, they didn't have a set time for dinner. They just said, show up doors at whatever the fuck and the shows at nine. So people were showing up at nine or, or later, like some people were getting dessert while other people were getting salads and the kitchen was just getting absolutely fucking crushed. These servers were just getting fucking crushed. So the show started like 25 minutes late <coughs> and food was still getting dropped when I was on stage. I think even when Reitz was on stage. So, uh, Hey, it's a tough fucking business, you know, and this is the thing that 200 fucking plus people there, you know, big giant showroom and I'm just doing my best and you got to work with what you got. Right. So 
I'm just, just, and this is the instance where you have to stick to the fucking jokes because people are going to be in and out. Plates are dropping. You know, you got to go LPMs pretty high, quick, short jokes. Don't go too crazy with the act outs. Don't get all fucking weird here. Don't get all freaky. You know, don't start trying to make a point. <laughs> don't even do crowd work either. That's going to lose them. Because then you get the pocket if their plates are dropping on far stage right and you're on way downstage left. And now you're talking to this guy and then plates get dropped. They don't even know what's going on, right? So then they start having a conversation, blah, 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 blah. So you got to keep it, your shit fucking real tight. And I did. I looked at my phone. I was doing 20 minutes. I was like, I got to be at 13. I was at nine. I was like, whoa, I got to be on a speed. This has got to be a speed run for me. <laughs> I, probably, I was like, I am trimming. I was trimming. Every last, I, cu I couldn't even think of any more things to say. Like I was using the least amount of words possible, which really is probably a testament to how shitty my jokes are. <laughs> if I get able to, I can fit fucking 20 minutes into nine if I really need to. Maybe I should just do that. <clears throat> Why didn't I think of that earlier? Fuck. Speaking of thinking of that earlier. Uh, promotional consideration for this week, Drew, is provided by our Patreons. Yes, would you like uh, to be a Patreon? Because you can be. Uh, if you do, you will get access to fucking bonus episodes of a bunch of different fucking experimental podcasts that I do. Stream of consciousness, old comedy sets that I've uh, performed. Uh, interviews with Juno award-winning comedians as well. You get a personalized, individualized shout-out on every single episode. Then you could be like these fine folks. Uh, we, what do we got? Active members. Josh, nah, Alicia, Iron Eagle, uh, James, new guy Mark, Nick and Mac, uh, Bubba Marnus, motherfucking street demonian. Street demon. Our number one fan, Joel, and in the Hall of Fame, call it Andre Blair and Terrence. Say the name. What up? One of my Papa Mink. Hi, Papa Ming. Go to patreon.com slash drewbame. Sign up for as little as five bucks if you are dumb. And if you're fucking play guitar and dumb, then you spend two more bucks. Go to patreon.com slash drewbame. Promotional consideration is also provided by, you guessed it, kingtoutscannabis.cc. They haven't sent me weed in a month. So I'm starting to get worried that the, either the guy at the Penguin pickup has gotten wise, he's stealing shit from me, uh, or the or the fucking, they want to renegotiate the terms of the deal. I don't know. I haven't gotten a doping bag from them yet in a while. But regardless, I did buy weed from them because uh, daddy needs his milk. And uh, I, the promo code is still active. So let's fucking go. Uh, let's go. The promo code is still active. At kingtutscannabis.cc. That's right. Kingtutscannabis.cc. They surprisingly sell weed and weed-related products. They sold mushrooms for like a hot minute, but then that got they probably got pinched on that. Kingtutscannabis.cc. If you use the promo code Drew at checkout, you will get 10% off. Buddy, it's the good shit. Go get the good shit. Okay. <clears throat> Finally, we got a custody of the week. It's pretty coming from to a Reddit coming to us from a Reddit post. Night, shy, not deep, and custody of the week. Okay, so I saw this Reddit post and it said, "What criminal committed an almost perfect crime, and what was the thing that messed it up?" And that to me is a very, very interesting question because. 
we only know about the like the crimes that have been busted. You know what I mean? Like it's it's cool to think about the crimes, like the ones that got away, like these big giant like jewel heists and like money crimes and like these big giant operations that you know Ocean's Eleven sort of operations that have gone down in history, and like it's I'm I'm wondering like what percentage of them have actually worked through to every single participant's death, right? Because it doesn't seem like it, ha it seems like no matter what, it always goes wrong. And then there's a couple good examples here, but this one was so fucking custody. This one was so custody. So fucking the Dunbar armored robbery, which was the largest cash heist in US history. So it was a six man inside job to rob an armored cash deposit. <clears throat> so they got six dudes who all work for this fucking cash deposit place and they realize there's 18 million bucks fucking going down on a fucking run here. And they're like, yo, boys, that's 18 million bucks between the fucking six of us. You know, that's fucking three million bucks each. We're out of here. Like we got three million bucks. So these guys, they set up a house party. They fucking bust in to their own work hide in the cafeteria, wait until everybody went in on break, subdued them with, without firing a shot, didn't raise an alarm. They took all the money into a U-Haul, took the tapes away, and then went back to the party. They didn't do anything for six months. Then they set up a crooked lawyer to set up a real estate money laundering scheme. And then they got away with it for two years until one of these fucking dudes pays a real estate broker with a stack of money that was still wrapped in the original currency strap. So it's like only that only comes from the bank, like the original, like from the US fucking mint, you know, like with the bands, like bands, bro. Like man's has got like, so, and he just, and then the guy goes, the, the, the real estate agent was like, what the fuck? Like, obviously I'm not allowed to take this. So he goes to the cops, boom, guess who the fuck? Narks on his homies, the dumb motherfucker, the dumb motherfucker who paid with the band, right? So he narks out all his fucking homies. But here's the thing. <clears throat> all the guys went to jail. They got out of jail and most of the money was never found. So... Doo -dee -dee -doo 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 -dee -dee. Who's the fucking custody now? This guy has definitely got a fucking hit out on him. What would you do? I would probably fucking, if I was in this six-man operation and you had like a, and you set it up like so good. We set up the house party as an alibi. All the boys are there. No fucking problem. <clears throat> they chill for six months. Nobody says anything for six months. Finally, we set it up. It goes two years to go by. You're like, we, we fucking did it. After two years, you're like, yo, I did it. And then, and then one fucking guy just pulls out a band, like a dumb fuck. I'd be pissed. I'd be so pissed. Is that enough to put a hit out on him? Probably not for $3 million. That's enough to be like, yo, man, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> it depends on how long they went to jail for. Let's see how long they went to jail for. They didn't add that. Let's see. The Dunbar Armored Robbery. In L.A., bro. So here we go. Oh, there's a movie. Caleb Pinkett. wonder who the fuck if that is. Two and a half years. 
They only got two and a half years. <laughs> 13 million is still unaccounted for. Oh no, one guy got 17 years because the one guy already had a fucking criminal record, that dumb fuck. They also have, uh, California has fucked up laws. Wow. Okay, no, they got eight to 10 years. And then they probably got out early too. Yo, would you do that? Would you go to jail for eight to 10 years for $3 million? Probably not, not in California. It was, they were from Compton though. I mean, if you fall into a, the right gang in jail, you might, it might be a fun time. <laughs> get, you know, as long as you don't get into any crazy race wars or any retaliation sort of stuff, I would say maybe prison gang life is not bad. <laughs> All right, what the fuck else? I'm going to be at the corner next week uh, hosting the Friday show on the 12th. And other than that, I don't know what the fuck. Football, the Detroit Lions. Anyways, I'm going to play guitar now. Stick around. Hey, stick around. Why don't you? Okay, now we got cool, dark, melodic rock backing track in B minor. <laughs> oh, that's cool and dark.
Alright, holy fuck, that was too long. Okay, night night. Bye bye. The Legend of the Bonus Farm. Westgate Bonus Lay. The Legend of the Bonus Farm.